Hello, adorable boy disciples. Welcome to another fantastic edition of the Adorable Boy Podcast. I am Adorable Boy Spud, and I am here for all your podcasting needs. We got Frank and Beans behind the glass in the producer's booth. Still not able to work a microphone. That's okay, though. Because the Adorable Boys find a place for everyone. Yes, of course we do. We have so much planned for you this week. So much, so many interesting thoughts, so many great bits. I'm jealous of you for what you are about to receive. Stand up and be counted. That's right. We'll give everything we need, you need, and we'll give us, we'll give ourselves everything we need too, because that's how this works. Our Frank and Beans is still looking sullen. If you remember last week, um, we discussed hiring kind of an administrative person, a program director. To help help us get things done here around the Adorable Boy Studio and the Adorable Boy Podcast. Frank and Beans thinks this is somehow a, a shot at him. It is not. And he will learn that. Don't worry. But um, we have we have such a, high, a great reaction, actually. We get, a lot of people are getting in touch. They want to be a part of the live and local and honest podcast that they know we are. So keep sending emails, you know, we can't look at all of them because there's so many. I'm really confident that we're going to find our person for the job and they're going to do a great job and just help us shoot even farther into the stratosphere and beyond. Past the exosphere into space. As one of the greatest podcasts to ever exist. Not, no, 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 never mind. I was being humble there for a second. The greatest podcast to ever exist, which we already are. But we're going to go even higher. So, yes, keep sending in. We got oh, so many professionals, so many. If I gave you some of the names, you'd be surprised because you know the names. Those are all the people that are hungry to be part of this freight train that is the Adorable Boy podcast. We're looking for people who are organized, people who are go-getters, people who are good teammates, but also, you know, understand the value of the individual. Um, You know, I, I kind of jokingly floated the name Potato. Last week, I was just joking. He's just an obsessed fan. I think he does his own podcast. Um, I was just joking. We we would never have him work for us. I guess I wasn't completely joking because I was thinking outside the box. But that's not even, it's not even feasible. It's like saying, you know, what if I got a, a Buick to be the program director? You know, it obviously can't be. It would never be. But, you know, hey, I was thinking outside the box and... If it gets us to where we need to go, all the better. And and the biggest requirement of um, a, a potential program director that we're going to hire is that they cannot be a cow tower. Which, and you know I said the word, that's kind of the code word for all the adorable boy disciples. You guessed it. It is time for Coronet Tober. Cornet kowtows in the night I remember Cornetober this day Cornet goes down Adorable boys will take the crown I remember Cornetober Yes indeed we will take the crown And Cornet will go down His podcast that is If you're new to the podcast um, Every week We We, we take uh, Podcaster Jim Cornet to task for his kowtowing. He's a kowtowing podcaster. And we're sick of it. He's not, and, and brief explanation of what kowtowing means. Um, he, serves another ma- he serves another master with his podcasting. He doesn't do it for entertainment. He doesn't do it for the good of podcasting. He does it for himself. He's kowtowing. Ambition is great. Don't get me wrong. But he's greedy. And he doesn't care about podcasting. And we do. We have ambition. As I said, we're shooting up to the moon. Ambition is not greed. Cornet is a greedy kowtowing podcaster. And we're here to stop him as we do every week. So I have some clips from the Cornet podcast. The best way to, to destroy him is to expose him with his own stuff. I didn't edit any of this. I just took clips. And then we took a, a random potpourri, if you will of nonsense that he said during his podcast. 
all for everyone to hear, for everyone to see the kowtowing and then turn away from it because they reject it because they reject it because it's not the right thing. It's bad for podcasting. It's bad for humanity. So here's uh, we're going to play some clips from his podcast just to show his ridiculousness. Now, remember, this is a wrestling podcast. One of the most important rules about podcasting is you have to be who you are. You can't go out there saying you're a wrestling podcast and then talk about other things, mostly. So here's the first clip, and it is labeled Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and a Terrible Cosby Joke. There's Happy. That was when Bill Cosby was going to redo the uh, the story of Snow White and no, Seven Dwarves. No, no, no. He was druggy. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. There was Happy. There was Dopey. There was Grumpy. There was Doc. Rufy? No, Rufy was That in was the another re- one of Cosby's for the Seven Dwarves when he was going to do it. It was druggy, gropey, and Rufy. <laughs> It's not funny. It's not informative. It's him and his ridiculous co-host saying jokes that are five years old. Well, not even. The joke is about about a subject that is five years old, Bill Cosby. And the jokes are a thousand years old. Maybe not a thousand, but you get the idea, adorable boy disciples. This is a wrestling podcast and they're making... Stu- oh, a uh, druggie. <laughs> what are you, 12, Jim? I know you're not. I know you're in your 60s. Making these ridiculous hack jokes. I'm sick of it. I won't take it. Get some material or something. Be funny, be informative, be something other than a cow tower. All right, next clip. Oh, good. More dwarves talk. Because that's what every wrestling fan wants. They want to hear stories about the seven dwarves on their wrestling podcast. Wait a minute, hold on now. That's what I'm saying to you. There's Happy, there's Grumpy, there's Dopey, there's Doc, there's Sleepy, there's Bashful. Who'd I leave out? Carlos. Yeah, that's great, Jim. Name the seven dwarves. And then what you should do is have your co-host come in with a stupid joke. Like, oh, the other one's Carlos. That's a normal name. And after that, you know, they have kind of a, a, a stereotypical joke, and I cut that out because we don't need that. That's not what the adorable boys are, and we're not even going to let it go on our airwaves. But for goodness sakes, and I'm sorry for using that language, but I have to here. Just, just naming the seven dwarves, Jim? How, how much longer are you going to talk about the dwarves? Do the dwarves wrestle, Jim? If they do, great. Talk about them all you want. But we both know they don't. And you're just kowtowing with stupid jokes to pass your time. I won't have it. And that's why we're doing this. That's why we've been doing this for almost two years now. All right, next clip. Um, It's a very uh, specific question that this dumb, dumb asks. Would there be a wrestling program now that you would put up against Saturday Night Live in Dallas, Texas? What a specific and boring question. Good gravy. Would there be a a show you a wrestling show you'd put up against Saturday Night Live in Dallas, Texas? What are you talking about, Jim? Who cares? Why why specifically Dallas, Texas? What are you what are you nuts? Oh my god! Just the 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 get get a clue. I thought you knew about wrestling. You don't know about entertaining, I'll tell you that much. Not anymore, anyway. Not in the podcast form. And just in case you think I'm being, you know, nitpicky, that's what I'm doing, Jim. You won't be able to say a word or make one single mistake without me being on you. That's your life now. You've awoken the adorable boys. And we will not go back to sleep until your kowtowing is done. And we won't even go back to sleep then. Because we will want to bask in the cornetless, kowtowing-less world that we create. So keep going, Jim. Keep doing your podcast. And the Adorable Boys are going to stick it to you every single week. When you ask these stupid, pointless, very specific questions, which actually is the same. You do the same thing in the next clip. So let's hear it. So I wonder now what wrestling program would capture one-third of the viewing audience in the New York metropolitan area on Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. 
Never mind the boringness of the question. But you hear the pomposity in his voice? So, I wonder... Like he's some dictator standing on a balcony addressing his subjects. Awful. Completely awful. And again, I wonder what New York and Saturday afternoons at one o'clock. Who, who, what? Who's going to answer that question? Who, who, who cares? This isn't entertaining, Jim. You don't understand the principles, the very fundamental principles of entertaining. You can get specific with things, but you got to make sure that you do it in a way that appeals to everyone. And you're not doing that, obviously. You don't know the rules or you don't care. And I think it's actually both. Okay, let's move on to the next clip. Um, so we can get this over with and get into the, the real great stuff of the Adorable Boy podcast this week. Let's see. Uh, oh, he gives you an update on his local uh, Fox channels schedule, which is was asked for by no one. Our Fox affiliate has a local news block from 4 to 7 o'clock nonstop every day. Well, stop the presses. Jim Cornette's local Fox channel has a news block. Whoa, groundbreaking. He's going to make all the wrestling dirt sheets with that one. Uh, but, you know, as I was listening to that, um, it occurred to me, I think this is his attempt to mimic the adorable boys in being live and local. And honest. He's not honest. I don't think he does it live. And he didn't make the local thing a compelling thing. No one cares about a TV schedule in your hometown, Jim. Especially not on a wrestling podcast. So please, in the future, Jim, please spare us from these uh, schedule updates on your, on your TV provider. All of the Adorable Boys and, and the Adorable Boys disciples would appreciate that. Thank you. All right, uh, next clip, second to last one, thank goodness. Um, and this one, he decides to give a uh, wrestling promoter some advice. Let's let's hear it, and then we'll talk about it. Go ahead, Frank and Beans. Uh, actually, wait, um, before you play it, he mentions a guy named Tony Khan in here. Tony Khan is the owner of the AEW Wrestling uh, League, whatever. Been around for about, I don't know, four years, I think, something like that, maybe a little less. And it's on TV every week, and it's pretty popular. But, uh, okay, go ahead, Frankenbeans. I'll do a public service here for Tony Khan, and I'll, I'll keep his numbers from crashing on Fridays. Apparently in May, the schedule for the All-Star Rampage event on Friday nights is going to be bouncing around because the NBA and the NHL and... How dare you? This guy is a billionaire. He, he's been running this federation for four years, doing great, getting ratings, getting eyes. And you think that you're going to give him some advice that he can use? It's insane, Jim. Because if you had advice, you'd probably probably have run a successful wrestling promotion at some point in your life. But you haven't, Jim. You're doing a podcast and you're kowtowing on it. That's where you are. That's where your wrestling expertise got you. How dare you have the audacity to think that you can tell Tony Khan anything that he doesn't know. Ridiculous. All right. Finally. Oh, and did you notice he talked more about TV schedules or whatever? Again, boring everyone and their mother. All right. And the next clip is just titled Bitter Cornet. He's mad because he's not famous. He's a nobody in the wrestling industry because of his kowtowing. You know, he had a good career, but he's sullying it now with his kowtowing podcast. So here he is being bitter, which is no surprise more of a fan of modern Japanese wrestling than I have been over the last number of years since they completely lost their fucking mind over here like we did or over there like we did over here and their wrestling fucking sucks now too okay that cut cut off in the beginning um he was telling his co-host that he that he's saying you are more of a fan than whatever modern Japanese wrestling um and then he goes on to talk about how all wrestling is terrible Nothing's like it used to be. Maybe it's you, Jim. Maybe you've lost perspective. Maybe you don't know what is good anymore. And you're just, you're clinging to these days that are 50 years old now. Selling action figures and whatever else you sell. Talking about cardboard boxes. 
You're bitter because you're a kowtower, and if you stop kowtowing, you'll probably lose the bitterness. I'm trying to help you, and you don't understand it. But you will, Jim. You'll understand, and one day you'll thank me, and all the adorable boys. All of us. You'll thank me for helping you to stop kowtowing and to give up on podcasting. All right, that's the end of the clips there. And of course, every week, we end Cornette Tober with just a, a compilation of the nonsense that he spouts during the podcast. All right, hit it, Frankenbeans. No introductions. No happy talk. Gropey? I'm not happy. Sneezy! Will Rogers. I didn't even know he was sick. Kaka! The local talk shows. Mickey Mouse Club. Kaka, I say. Magnifying glass. Deer stalker. Excrement. Guffawing. Okay, there you have it. Another edition of Cornettober done. Let's hit the music, Frank. It means. The boys will win the fight. Cornet kowtows in the night. I remember Cornetober this day. Cornet goes down. Adorable boys will take the crown. I remember Cornetober. All right, we know how grateful you are for our battling of kowtowing. And let me assure you, the pleasure is all ours. We will take the kowtowers down. We will succeed in defending Lady Podcasting in all her glory, all her chastity, her purity. We will defend it until our last breath. Okay, now we've done that. We've, we've soiled ourselves by, by delving into the world of Cornette. So there's only one thing to do, really. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. It will inspire you. He will inspire you because he's John Cena. And this is his expiring tweet of the week. John Cena will inspire you with his tweets. All right, we have an especially inspiring one from John Cena this week. All right, let me read it for you, and then we'll, t- we'll discuss it. Here we go. Here's the tweet. Push yourself to constantly see fresh perspectives. John Cena, such, such few words make such a big impact, you know? Economy of words, perfect. Brevity, you know, is really going to help everyone understand this. Now, you got to push yourself. John Cena is all about pushing himself. That's why he's so successful. Successful wrestler, successful actor, whatever he does, turns to gold. But you know why? Because he sees things from different different viewpoints, different perspectives. And that's what he wants everyone to do. He wants to inspire us. There you go, I said the name of the bit. He wants to inspire us to push yourself constantly to see other ways of, of looking at things. Because that's going to make you more well-rounded It's going to make you make better choices. It's going to make you have a better life. John Cena, inspiring as always. And that's why we dedicate this bit to him that we call John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. It will inspire you. He will inspire you because he's John Cena. And this is his expiring tweet of the week. John Cena will inspire you with his tweets. All right, Frank and Beans, do we need to take a, take a break? Get, the, uh, get some words in. Yeah, we do. Well, you know, can we get Sagittarius in here first? Yeah, bring him in. Um... Yeah, get him in here. Sagittarius, he's a member of the Adorable Boy Crazy Crew, probably the most famous. Um, he's a man of, of short stature, and but he, you know, he has a lot to say. And all of it doesn't always make perfect sense, but we love him anyway. We, you know, we, we, he came to us years and years ago, 
And, you know, we just struck up kind of a friendship, really, with him. I consider him a friend. I'd never hang out with him outside. But when he's in the studio, he's my friend. And here he is, Sagittarius, wearing a beautiful white tuxedo. Wow. And a white top hat, and his shoes are shining. Good for you, Sag. You look great. So let's let's start with the pleasantries. How are you doing today, Sag? Um, I'm, I'm doing good, yeah. Thanks. I'm doing good. So, Sag, uh, tell me. Um... I had Low Pitch Tim and Joe the Camel Boy in here last week with a third member of the crazy crew that I won't name, um, mostly because he's decomposing. But um, had him in here last week, and they were telling me you guys had a uh, a gig to do uh, last weekend, right? Is that right? Yeah, we had a gig, and then I went, and, and they went, and, and I, I'm, I'm no bird and no net ensnares me. I'm a free human being with an independent will. You always have such a unique way of looking at things, Sag, and sometimes you, you know, you even stump me. Now, the thing is, Sag, um, they told me about this thing that they do where, you know, they throw you and they have a name for it. I don't want to use it. I think it's offensive. I think the act of doing it is offensive. I think, you know, it's a it might be a 90 shock jock thing, but we're a modern shock jocks and I just don't like it. I think I think it's disrespectful to you. Um I guess I'm getting ahead of myself here, actually, though. Um, did they toss you? Did they do this thing at uh, at the gig last week? Yeah, we did that. Yeah, we, I made a lot of money. And freedom is the open window through which pours the sunlight of the human spirit and human dignity. Sag, I gotta say, you, you, you should probably stop doing that. You know, it's not 1995. Um, I'm good with you doing the gigs. I want you to do the gigs, get the money, buy those awesome tuxedos like the one you're wearing right now. I just think that needs to stop, and I don't, I don't like it. Okay, I just don't like it. Oh, it's, it's okay, it's okay, but it's it's all fake. It's all fake. Oh, so they don't actually throw you? Is that what you're saying? Well, they they throw me, but it's like five inches, and I'm I'm stronger, and, and it's it's all good. And is freedom anything else than the right to live as we wish? Nothing else. Well, you know, sad. You're your own man. Um, but I'm kind of talking more to your handlers here, who I can see through the glass, um, near Frankenbeans. I just, uh, you're great. You just don't really have the capacity to make these choices, I don't think. And maybe you should talk to your mom or something. It's just, I know there's a certain level of, of exploitation of, of me putting you on the show in, at all. But I kind of think, you know, the trade-off is good for you. I don't think the trade-off for this, for this throwing you thing is good for you. That's all I'm saying. And, you, you know, you're going to make your own decisions. You're a grown man. But, I mean, guys, and I'm talking to you in the booth there. His handlers. Come on. Do do better. Do do better for this guy. He's he's a great member of our of our little gang here, and I don't want to lose him. So can you do that for me? Can you do better? You know, Sad, we're friends, and I'm just looking out for you, okay? You get it, right? You're not mad at me? No, no, no. We're we're friends, yes, well, we're friends. I know I know you come to me for advice all the time. I know I I know. Uh, uh life without liberty is like a body without a spirit. Well, Sad, you've said it all, huh? You really have. Thank you for coming in. I really love having you. We're up against a break here, so we're going to get to that. Um, as, as you know, come in whenever you want. We love you here. Think about what I said, please. And his handlers, please. Thank you. I can't wait to have you back in. Uh, take care of yourself, and uh, I'll see you next time. Okay, Sedge? Oh, I, I love you, Juice, but we're, we're friends, man. We're friends. Uh, in the truest sense, freedom cannot be bestowed. It must be achieved. Well, those are some wise words, uh, Sag. Thank you. And we'll see you next time, Sag. Love you. Adorable Boy Cycles, it is time for the first break of the show. Stick around. We have so much more coming for you. As always, content is king, and we got content for you. All right. So, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, get us on Twitter. We got the social media team monitoring that. A lot of obsessed fans, but that's cool. They got it covered. There's a whole team of them back there. Uh, that's at Adorable Podcast. We're on Truth Social. Um... We are on Instagram, AOL keyword, Adorable Boy. And uh, we are going to be back with more of the Adorable Boy podcast for you and yours after this.
Hello, my fellow Americans. I want to address America here on the most popular podcast in existence, the Adorable Boy Podcast. Earlier this week, you may have heard a rumor that I have abandoned all efforts at working with the awful, awful Republicans. The rumor is true. I have done everything I can to try and work with those demons, and all has failed. I've called them racist. I've called them stupid. I've called them demons. And I've even put forth many policy changes without any compromise. I mean, come on. What do you want me to do? From now on, I will disregard all Republican politicians and voters. You are now my sworn enemies. This country needs to be subject to my unilateral leadership so that I can duplicate my global successes in Afghanistan and the Ukraine, as well as my domestic accomplishments like food shortages, inflation, and complete unrest. We have accomplished all of this and more, and we will do even more if we can enslave, I, I mean, get those pesky Republicans out of our way. Thank you, and you have two hours. You say potato, I say bad podcast. You say potato, I say untalented. Potato, bad podcast. Potato, untalented. Let's listen to the adorable boys. You say potato, I say unemployable. You say potato, I say unintelligent. Potato, unemployable. Potato, Unintelligent, let's listen to the adorable boys. Hey. This is the Dice Man, and you're listening to the Adorable Boy Podcast. He needed the money. Welcome back. Thank you, Dice Man. You're a, you're a funny guy. All right. We are rolling along on this episode of the Adorable Boy Podcast. I was reading about the shooting in Buffalo that happened last weekend. Horrible tragedy. And of course, the same arguments are going to be happening and have been happening and whatever. Um, unfortunately, I was on the Internet one night um, just looking around and doing stuff. It was late last weekend. Could have been Sunday or Monday. And I saw a video and it's just started um, playing. And I just I was half tired and I didn't realize. And I was just looking at it. I only watched about 30 seconds of it, but it's uh, it starts off with a guy in a car driving and then he gets he stops at a supermarket and that's, I realized what it was there, but I didn't stop it because I don't, I wish I did stop it. But so he grabs a gun, gets out and he shoots a person. This was all the Buffalo shooter. It was from his, um, I guess he had a camera on himself. This piece of garbage decided that it was his right to go out and end other people's lives. Um, I guess because he's a racist, which is insane to me, obviously insane to any anyone but it was really disturbing um there was just a lady and I, I, I it was very quick that I watched of course I didn't watch it again and I only saw a few seconds of it um but it's just a lady walking in a parking lot and from what I remember it didn't even look like she realized what happened before she got shot she kind of stopped while she was walking and when she stopped he shot her killed her really disturbing to watch and then he shot someone else that was by the door and then he went in and luckily I stopped it. Now I've seen a lot in my career and this was highly disturbing as it would be to anyone. I guess, I don't know why, I'm sure it was taken off. It, they just hadn't realized it was on the internet at that point. And I'm sure you could still find it, but I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but it just, it just struck me that these people were just walking into a supermarket and this, you know, there's not really no other way to describe him, but piece of garbage 
just defenseless people. People had no reason to think that anyone would just come out and shoot them. You know, it's a complete act of cowardice that I can't even wrap my mind around. I mean, the emptiness and the hatefulness of someone who just go. There's no there's no accomplishment here. He just went out and shot people at a supermarket. He's not brave. He's not skilled. He's not unique. He's garbage. And it takes a lot for me to say that about a human being. They have to really prove it. And obviously this guy has. And if if you know the adorable boys, you know that we believe in the Second Amendment. We believe it's important. And you see the terror that someone like this, some some inconsequential person who 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 wants to make a name for himself, I guess, can inflict with with a gun. And you know, you think for a second, maybe, you know, you put yourself in that situation, if that was you or someone you loved. Walking in doing something as normal as walking into a supermarket. And some some lunatic just decides he wants to kill that day and you're dead. And, and of course, the Constitution guarantees our right to bear arms. But a thing like this, you know, I start thinking to myself, maybe, you know, we we have to do something to stop this, because if that was me in that parking lot over someone I love that got hurt, got killed. By a nothing, a nothing person like this guy is. You know, we got to do something about that. And you start thinking, maybe maybe banning guns is the way to do it. But of course, when you're thinking logically, you know you can't you can ban guns, but people are going to have them, and things like this are going to happen. And on, and I know everyone makes fun of the idea of of an armed populace and and everyday good citizens being armed. But I tell you, if I was in that grocery store and I heard gunshots, I'm praying that someone there. Is a, is, a, is a legal gun owner who's carrying and could stop this guy. And, and, and taking, taking that out of the equation, making that an impossibility, it's not going to help anything. So banning all guns, if we could get every gun off the planet, I'd be all for it. I would say, yeah, the Constitution says this, but let's, if we can get rid of them, let's do it. But then again, that's not addressing the problem because the problem is the nothing person the low life that took that gun and walked and drove into a parking lot and shot people who had no defense. None. And, and threw away his life, which apparently, you know, if he did this, it's not worth much. But all these lives he ended. This moron at what, 18 or 19 threw away his entire life and ended the lives of countless people. Not just the victims, but their families who will never be the same. Because he fell into a trap of, of thinking... Of hating people because of their skin color? That's not going to be stopped by, by banning guns. You know, it's not going to be stopped by taking the guns away from the good people who obey the laws. But obviously doing nothing about the people who have illegal guns who don't care about the law. And I don't know the details that this guy's gun was legal or illegal. I know New York has pretty stringent laws. It doesn't matter. The point is, 10 lives... Taken for nothing. Ten families. Shattered. By nothing other than hate. And yet, as a society, we, we go on the internet, we go out in our daily lives, and we, we push hate out there. Do we not realize that the same hate we show on a lower level, probably all of us every day, some, well, not all of us, but a lot of us, that same hate is the same kind of hate this guy had. He just let it get out of control and, you know, he's a bigger lowlife than most. But that, that's the problem. And you can ban guns all day. But as long as we continue to feed hatred, stuff like this is going to happen. That's the sickness here. And don't get me wrong, this is entirely this individual's fault. Because he could have turned from hate, but he embraced it. And then acted like a coward and got out and shot people who were defenseless. But I tell you, if we don't, if we don't recognize that the hate is the problem, if we don't, for, we have to define hate because we haven't defined hate. Hate is a word now that you use against your political opponents. But but true hate is is so destructive, and yet we we foster it. And then stuff like this happens, and we say, "Well, how did this happen? It was partly our fault." We need to identify what hate is. Exactly. We need to not call it what it isn't. We not just say, you know, this person is against me, so they're full of hate. 
we need to eradicate the hate. And I know, you know, that sounds naive and whatever, but that's what we need to do. The fact remains. There are guns everywhere, but only people who let the hate consume them, take them and use them to murder innocent people like this guy did. So again, we'll have the same arguments, ban guns, don't take my guns. You know, both sides are irrational about it. The left, as with most issues, is more irrational. You'll find more reasonable people, more reasonable people on the right on this issue and most issues. But I, you know, if we don't start seeing what's actually causing this stuff and 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 dealing with it, it's just going to keep happening. So. There, I, I just had to talk about the Buffalo shooting. Just uh, anyway, it was news, but I also saw the video, and it was just—it really was just awful, just just terrible. And you, and you put yourself in the people's shoes—the fear they must have felt, those poor people, for nothing. For 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 because this idiot wasn't grown up enough to take his life into his own hands, so he decided to hate people. But I don't know the particulars of this guy, but this is always what happens. He hated people for what he didn't have, and he blamed them, even though it was his fault that he didn't get what he wanted in life. So I, I really I pray for those people. Um, I believe in the power of prayer. As as you know, the adorable boys are big believers, and I, I trust that they're they're happy now. But it's just a shame the fear they had to feel, the the the, the fact that their life was cut short. It's a shame, and we need to do something about it. And arguing about banning guns isn't going to get us anywhere. I uh, hate to, to bring it down, but, you know, we got to address reality on the Adorable Boy podcast. That's what we do best. And, you know, we're going to get into the comedy. We're going to get into the thought-provoking things. But I just had to say that because that, you know, I bring everything to the show. This is my show. This is my life. And that video really hit me hard. So... Well, maybe I was supposed to see it to, so I could hit me hard so I could really think about this. But there you go. I pray for all, all of us, all the victims, all the victims' families, and all of us. And I think, uh, I think we can do this. We just got to start. It's the hardest part. All right. And now we're going to do what the adorable boys do best, which is lift spirits. Uh, there's another news story that's been huge for the past few weeks. I personally um, have tried to avoid talking about it, but... I guess I can't, though. So Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, some kind of trial, defamation, I think. They're, they got divorced. Uh, I haven't been keeping up on it. She pooped in a bed, I guess, and he threw a glass. I don't know what happened. But I do have some observations some uh, uh, that, that I have made from the, the coverage of the trial that I've seen. So here we go. I'm just going to read them to you, and we'll, I guess we'll talk about the ones that need to be talked about and uh, whatever, I guess. All right, so here we go. My first observation on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial is that I don't care. I just don't care. This is their personal lives. I don't care. I don't know why it's news. Next one. I don't understand why anyone cares. What is the, what is the appeal here? It's a trial. I think, who cares? It's on every news channel. Everywhere you go, you see it. Don't care. Why does anyone care? Next observation is, who is Amber Heard? More of a question. And here's the observation part, I guess. Oh, the Aquaman girl. She was an Aquaman, which is, a, in my opinion, a terrible movie. But, and she was awful in it. She might have been the worst part of it. Uh, next one. I never saw a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I just never have. Um, I think I went to one of the theater and fell asleep. I like Johnny Depp. I like his acting. I don't really have any interest in Pirates. I just don't. Never have. So I've never seen any of the movies. And that's another observation of mine. All right, next one is uh, along the same lines as the first two, actually. Why does anyone care about a relationship involving two people they don't know? There's a lot of problems in life that, that arise. So I can't imagine putting all this time into two people I don't know. There. Uh, next one. If her performance in Aquaman is to determine the ruling, then Heard should be sentenced to 100 years hard labor. That's absolutely true. That might be too lenient, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Because she was awful in Aquaman. Awful movie. All right, next one. Um, some joke about pooping the bed. I, I was too lazy to write one. 
So there's one here. Some Just make one up yourself and laugh at it, I guess. Some joke about pooping the bed. All right, next one. Again, I was too lazy, so I just said something about James Franco in an elevator. I don't know how James Franco fits into this. I guess he allegedly cheated with Amber Heard. I don't know. Don't care. All right, next one. Um, why didn't the Gis... I don't know how to pronounce her name. Gislaine? Gislaine? I should have looked that up. Anyway, the Epstein girl, Gislaine Maxwell. Why didn't her trial get one one-thousandth of the attention this is getting? You know that trial? It came and went, barely talked about, happened months ago, and we still don't know who, who their clients were. He's dead. She's in jail. We have no idea who their clients were. That makes sense. Let's talk more about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And, and who pooped in a bed. And why. And will they do it in the future? Don't worry about the pedophile island. Human trafficking. Don't think about that. Think about the pirate and the, the Aquaman girl. That's where your, your focus should be. All right, last one. I have officially mentioned this popular story on my podcast, so I can legitimately hashtag it on Twitter. Boom. That's how you do it, boys and girls. Marketing 101. Adorable boy style. So there are my observations on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Um, I hope I never have to talk about it again. And I hope it ends quickly and silently, but it won't. So there we go. All right, let's move on, shall we? Started this bit a few weeks ago. We get, we're helping people is what we're doing. A lot of people want access to the wisdom of the adorable boy. So send us emails. We'll give you some advice. We love helping people. We love giving out advice on the podcast. Something that we're very good at. And we believe that it's, you know, it's a public service. So here I'm going to read the letter from the first one. And then I'll give some of my golden advice. Here it starts off. Dear adorable boy. I'm a famous radio performer, and I've recently run into a conundrum. You see, I spent years insulting and terrorizing other radio performers for being old and out of touch and married to younger women, boring, you know, you know how it is. But now I realize that I've become exactly what I always made fun of. I just wanted to be famous and accepted, but because of how my show was and my crushing insecurity, I'll never get what I wanted. To make matters worse, I wear this awful jet black wig which looks ridiculous on a man who is approaching 70. I guess I'm just wondering what I should do. Should I end my career? All I've ever known is radio, and I've sacrificed everything else in life for it. I've given up my kids, my family, everything. So my life will be empty if I retire, even though I've been complaining about the industry for decades. Please, adorable boy, tell me what I should do. Signed, Regretful in Roosevelt. Okay, Regretful in Roosevelt. Listen, I, I, I'm familiar with guys like you. I've seen you in the radio business throughout my years. You're done. You don't have anything left. You got all your money, it sounds like. You got everything you, 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 know, you need. So just fade away. Get a hobby or something. Try and fill that emptiness. But it's going to be tough because you spent so long valuing the wrong things in life. You know, the adorable boys are very successful, but we always, we kept our eyes on what's important in life. The people around us. We never lost sight of what's really important. And it seems like you have, and you've dug a hole and you've ruined your relationships and, and all that. And to boot, you're not even putting on a good show anymore. Not to mention your massive insecurity, apparently, because you wear this wig that everyone knows is fake. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be tough for you. I don't know if I have advice that's going to make things good for you, but what would be better for you is to stop doing your show and just fade into obscurity. Maybe try to repair those relationships. I don't know. Maybe find out why you need such validation from people you don't know. That would be my advice. And is it going to work out for the best for you? Probably not. You're going to die with regrets, regrets probably. But it's better to, to get started and try and to try to fix what you've done than to never try at all. That's, my, that's what I think. That would be my advice. Change your life and be a better person. Be like the adorable boys. Great broadcasters, but I mean, you should stop broadcasting. But the fact that we, we have the eye on what's important in life. All right, hope that helped. Okay, next. Another broadcaster, that's interesting. All right, let me, uh, okay. Dear adorable boy, I'm a lonely podcaster who gets about four listeners per episode. But I've been able to keep myself going because of this gruff, ignorant character I've developed. I've operated like this for years, and I've been able to limp on by calling other people juvenile names and pretending like I have anything interesting to say. 
The problem is that I've now run into, had a run-in with a talented, handsome, and amazingly witty podcaster who was getting the best of me each week. He's relentless and so funny. Much better than I've ever been or ever could be. I've been able to lie for a few weeks, but I think I'm running out of steam. He's just too smart and funny. Can you please help me find a way out of this where I keep a shred of the dignity that I imagine I have? I don't want to look, I, I don't want to look like a fool to my four listeners. Please help. And this is signed, Idaho Ignoramus. Okay, Idaho. Um, again, uh, similar to my advice for the previous guy, just stop being what you are. Stop being terrible. And I don't believe you're actually terrible. Drop that terrible exterior. Be honest. Try to be funny, I guess, if you can. Um, I don't know. I've never listened. I don't know what podcast you do. Or I've never listened or whatever. But I just, you know... I mean, if you're putting on that gruff exterior, calling people names and stuff, I mean, that's kind of been done 30 years ago. You know, we're shock jocks and we did that stuff, but you got to know how to evolve. You know, maybe maybe start really studying things and, and really trying to have an opinion on something. I've never heard your show, obviously. I don't know who you are. But um, I imagine it's not entertaining if you're only getting four listeners. Probably one of them is you and the other ones you know. So just keep trying, keep plugging away, be better. Because if you're not going to be better, then just stop podcasting. Kind of as I said to the other guy. But if you want, if you truly want to be better, just be yourself. Drop the garbage, you know, bravado, I guess, that you have. And um, just don't ever kowtow. I don't know. You, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, I don't know who you are, but I bet you're a kowtower. So stop kowtowing if you are kowtowing. And maybe you're just an idiot, though. I don't know. But that's my advice. Just work on yourself, be better, and then the world will be better for you. And this rival that you have won't be a rival anymore. It'll just be another podcaster, a compatriot almost, if you can. I encourage you to just, if, if he, and if he's so good, if he's so really that good, then emulate him. Try and be like him. Why not try to be like someone who's good? Pretty simple to me. So that's, that's what I got for you, Idaho Ignoramus. All right, let's, let's keep moving on on the Adorable Boy podcast. We have, every once in a while, we do something to honor a great listener, a great doctor. You heard him on the Opie and Anthony show a lot, a lot of times. He does his own podcast called Weird Medicine. He is a legendary, legendary Dr. Steve. And what we do here is educate the public about a disease in Dr. Steve's honor. Because he's always trying to help people, so we want to help too. We love you, Dr. Steve. And I know I said this already, but you should listen to his podcast. It's called Weird Medicine. I think it's on Sirius XM sometimes, too. So give that a listen. A great podcast. Definitely not a cow tower. A wonderful podcast, actually. So here we go. Dr. Steve, we love you. Dr. Steve will be calling us to talk about big balls. And Flood. Flood. Okay, so today, in honor of the great Dr. Steve, we are going to educate you on cirrhosis of the liver. Cirrhosis is a late-stage result of liver disease and its complications. You may not have symptoms in the beginning stages of the disease. Uh, common causes include alcohol abuse, hepatitis, and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Uh, let's see. What is cirrhosis of the liver? Um, <clears throat> cirrhosis is a late-stage liver disease in which healthy liver tissue is replaced with scar tissue and the liver is permanently damaged. Scar tissue keeps your liver from working properly. Let's see. Uh, the scar tissue blocks the flow of blood through the liver and slows the liver's ability to process nutrients, hormones, drugs, and natural toxins. It also reduces the production of proteins and other substances made by the liver. Eventually, it'll stop the liver from working. Uh, let's see. You're at risk for cirrhosis if you abuse alcohol for many years, have viral hepatitis, have diabetes if you are obese, if you inject drugs using needles, shared needles, if you have a history of liver disease, and if you have unprotected sex. All right, symptoms. Um, early symptoms are a loss of appetite, feeling weak or tired, nausea, fever, or unexpected weight loss. This is according to the Cleveland Clinic, all of this. 
Um, the more advanced, uh, as it gets worse, the symptoms include easy bruising and bleeding, yellow tint to your skin or the whites of your eyes, itchy skin, swelling, which is edema, which is a, a fluid buildup in your legs, feet, and ankles. Also, a fluid buildup in your belly or abdomen, which is called ascites. Uh, you do not want to get cirrhosis, obviously. Most of the issue, the cases of cirrhosis that I've ever heard in my life have been from drinking. So if you're drinking, you probably should stop, not just because of cirrhosis, but, I mean, cirrhosis is like the worst thing that can happen to you from drinking. And it can happen. So, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're doing that or you're using drugs or if you're any of the risk factors, being obese or any of that stuff, I would say, you know, work hard to get healthy because you do not want cirrhosis of the liver. Dr. Steve... The legendary doctor wants to help people to live good lives. And that's, that's my, that's what I, that's how I view him. I think that's how, I think that's how the world views him. But so in honor of him, we are educating you about cirrhosis of the liver. Thank you, Dr. Steve. Weird medicine, Apple podcasts and wherever, just, just Google it. Thank you, Dr. Steve. Thank you very much. Dr. Steve will be calling us to talk about big balls and Steve, we love you. Thank you so much for, for letting us honor you with some education. Do we have to take another break, Frank and Beans, or are we good? We're good? All right, let's get into the news then, fellas and ladies. Adorable boy disciples come in all shapes and sizes and genders and whatever. Um, we've been talking about the baby formula, short, formula shortage, which kind of just bleeds into another news story about the president's uh, sinking approval rating. What I find funny, the whole angle on this, is that they're always trying to find a way to blame Trump. And maybe, you know, I, maybe something Trump did had a ripple effect or whatever. But it was also two years ago he was president. Um, and people will still say, oh, this is, you know, you really can't. And they won't even say, hey, this is Trump's fault, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because they know the ridiculous, ridiculousness of that. So what they'll say is, you know, this really isn't all Biden's fault. And then they'll go into how it's Trump's fault. Um, I've heard people do this. It's, it's insane to me. Listen, people voted apparently for Biden to fix things. And then he gets into office. Everything gets worse. And they say, well, it's really Trump's fault. Then why did you vote for Biden if you didn't think he could fix it? That's what, he, that's what we were told, that he's going to undo all the terrible things Trump did. Let's see what he's undone. Gas is higher than ever. Baby formula shortage. Who knows what the next shortage is going to be? Every price, the price of everything is up. Uh, they're, while they're creating disinformation boards and while, uh, you know, and people seem to have a short memory, but it was just a few months ago when they were, when government officials were talking about how uh, uh, an independent podcaster, Joe Rogan, needs to be fined, needs to be censored. I'm sorry, probably fined too, for saying nothing dangerous, for saying, for giving his opinions. That's what this administration has been doing Well. Baby formula prices rise because of government interference. And it's just, luckily, I think most people are reasonable, but you get into social media and you get it, the people that participate in that. And a lot of them are insane. So you have these lefties who are saying, well, this really isn't all Biden's fault. And the, to get them to admit that any of it's his fault is a massive undertaking. But his approval ratings are down. Um, you know, we have, we have the Roe v. Wade thing that they're now focusing on. Maybe we'll forget that there's no baby formula. We're sending billions of dollars to the Ukraine, you know, not taking care of ourselves, apparently. For who knows what's going on over there, even. But anyway, we're talking about the baby formula shortage. From my understanding is that in February, a company, a, bi a big distributor was shut down because of, there was a, like a, uh, a salmonella scare. And 
you know, they shut down to, and because I think like four or five kids died from what I understand. So they shut it down and they tried to, you know, investigate and, and find out where it came from. And they, they did all that and they, whatever, and they opened back up. But when they opened back up, they were shut down again because they weren't abiding by regulations, some kind of energy regulations, not that it wasn't clean, but that they were using too much energy or it wasn't energy efficient enough or something. So they stopped making formula because, you know, they were shut down, but not because of the formula being dangerous anymore, but because of some kind of energy thing by the government, some regulation by the government. So how does one blame this shortage, which came directly from that? How does one, you know, disregard the blame that those actions had, the unnecessary regulations, the stupid regulations that are now costing the American people? So here we are, you know, and, and now they've done the Defense Act, which, you know, basically the government can tell companies what to produce and, how, and whatever so that we get more of it. But we're already dealing with the shortage. People can't get baby formula. We are suffering every single day all around the country because people voted. I don't know why they voted. They, I'm not even saying elect Trump. I'm not saying Trump is the best. I'm not. As you all know, I'm, I'm right down the middle on things. Um, but they voted because they were told to vote by the media. They were told who to hate and why to hate them. And they did. And they didn't ever look into why they, you know, if it was true or not. So this is what we get. We get food shortages. We get wars. We get all of this stuff because people didn't want to think. And I was talking before about the Buffalo shooter. And I mean, you know, how hate is what is the, the, the real problem that we need to address and, and not in any superficial way, in a real way. Hate isn't disagreeing with someone. Hate is getting a gun and going to a supermarket and killing people. And hate feeds on stupidity, and that's what happened here. I don't understand how this guy even got past the primaries, let alone was elected president. And that's the thing. You put up a good candidate against Trump. They didn't. They, they didn't. They had better candidates. I don't know if they were great, but they were better. And they put up this old white guy who apparently is the antithesis of everything they stand for, yet they made him president. And now we're suffering for it. How about we stop acting in a way that makes us suffer? Suffering is bad, no matter what anyone tells you. No matter how anyone tries to spin it, suffering is bad. So let's stop doing it. Let's not vote a guy who, uh, an administration who can't handle anything because we just don't like the way the other guy talks. So, I mean, and, and, you know, I'm talking about the news and get to get back on topic, the baby formula shortage. This is what we get. Let's learn from this next time. Hopefully we do. I'm confident we will. I believe in us. Okay, let's uh, keep going. Um, kind of related Hunter Biden saga. NBC News joins the Times, the Washington Post and Politico in ver verifying laptop dismissed as Russian disinfo in 2020. It's convenient how anyone who, you know, most of these fanatics just dismiss this. I don't know if there's anything on the laptop. I'm sure it's just hot air. People want to stir up something. But the fact remains, and this is the issue, until we find out that there's something, you know, incriminating on that laptop, if there is. The issue is that the news organizations outright lied to us. And the social media uh, companies banned anyone that was telling something that was true. This laptop came out and they all freaked out. They climbed over each other to talk about how it was just Russian disinformation, when obviously they didn't know because it isn't Russian disinformation. It exists. Now what's on it? Who knows? But again, they, they convinced a large swath of people that they need to get Donald Trump out by any means necessary. And if they had to vote for Hitler himself, they would have done it. It's sickening. And it's just more of the corruption and more of the garbage. And, you know, a lot of the country is brainwashed. And they should listen to the adorable boys just as rehab from what they've been through, been put through by this unscrupulous media. So that settles that. Let's see what else we got. As I said last week, Elon Musk is doing great on Twitter. Apparently he's still going to buy it. Oh, you know what? Before we get to him, I want to go on and uh, let me look up um, Frank and Beans. Get Jeff Bezos's uh, tweets on there. Thank you on the screen here. Jeff Bezos, I've never really been a fan of his. I mean, I like Amazon. But him, I don't know. He just kind of seemed, I don't know. But he's kind of working to change my mind here. Now, here's I'm going to read this series of tweets. Um, this first one is by an account called Neoliberal. 
Um, and it says, this is so silly. The deficit is decreasing because we're not doing pandemic aid anymore. And federal receipts are up because of inflation. Uh, let's see. Hold, let me. It keeps going. Congress or the Biden administration didn't do anything to lower the deficit. And that was in response to a tweet from President Biden about how they're lowering the deficit. Obviously, it's bullcrap. We all know that. So then Jeff Bezos responds to that neoliberal tweet with, in fact, the administration tried hard to inject even more stimulus into an already overheated inflationary economy and only Manchin saved them from themselves. Inflation is a regressive tax that most hurts the least affluent. Misdirection doesn't help the country. Holy cow. I've never seen him say anything similar to this. And it's true. They, what they were doing, if, if they were not blocked from doing it, would have hurt people more. And then they would have, you know, who would they blame? They blame the Republicans, but mostly they blame the billionaires like Jeff Bezos. Which they respond to this Twitter, to that tweet. Let me find, Frank, find the other one, Frank. Keep, scroll through. Scroll through. Okay, here. So they respond to that with, and this is a quote from the White House. It doesn't require a, large, a huge leap to figure out why one of the wealthiest individuals on earth opposes an economic agenda for the middle class that cuts some of the biggest costs families face. Fights inflation for the long haul and adds to the historic deficit reduction the president is achieving by asking the richest taxpayers and corporations to pay their fair share. It's also unsurprising that this tweet comes after the president met with labor organizers, organ organizers, that's right, organizers, including Amazon employees. So, you know, again, they're whatever. You, you can read into that whatever you want. So then Bezos tweets, look, a squirrel. This is the White House's statement about my recent tweet. They understandably want to muddy the topic. They know inflation hurts the neediest the most. But unions aren't causing inflation and neither are wealthy people. Remember, the administration tried their best, oh, hold on, to add another $3.5 trillion to federal spending. They failed, but if they succeeded, inflation would be even higher than it is today, and it's at a 40-year high today. I, I don't know if Elon Musk inspired him, but this is what we need. We need these people to speak out, because this is ridiculous. If, if, if this, this administration were allowed to go with their plan, things would be even worse now, and they're pretty bad now. So keep going, Elon. Keep going, Jeff. I like it. Elon Musk has always, it's also been tweeting about how for the first time he's going to vote um, Republican. And what do you know? The next day, a sexual harassment allegation comes out on him, which he also predicted. He said, get ready for them to, you know, start a war on me. And that's exactly what they're doing. And I don't understand because people will say, well, maybe he was just trying to get in front of it. I'd say it's much more likely to this guy who's never had an allegation against him. Just and is extremely smart. Understands. Okay, now they're going to go after me. So I better, I better say, I'm, you know, just to get ahead of them, I'm going to say, wait for to see what they do. But no, again, you know, these brainwashed people say, well, he's probably just knew that he did it, so he got in front of it that way. That's not like it's possible. It's not likely though. It's likely the other way around. Any logical person can see that. But anyway, I, I, I just kind of wanted to bring up those two things to show billionaires fighting back, and they're doing it well. I think if we embrace people like that, people like Bezos, people like Musk, people who have achieved, rather than continuing to go to the government to solve every single problem, if we embrace the free thinking and the individual thinking that they're showing, we can all kind of work together. Of course, the government doesn't want that. They want, they want you to obey. And so many people are more than happy to oblige them. Our Frank and Beans made a mistake earlier. He's telling me that we do need to take a break, which puts us in a weird position because I like the last thing that you hear to be, you know, the Adorable Boy outro song, which is the same as the Adorable Boy intro song. But I guess this week it can't be. We have things to run. But if there's one thing for sure about the Adorable Boy podcast, it is that nothing is for sure. So I'll take this opportunity to thank you for listening this week and every week. We really appreciate you coming, giving your time to the Adorable Boys for entertainment and education. Uh, as always, get us on Twitter. The social media team is always active at Adorable Podcast. Gmail, adorablepodcast at gmail.com. AOL keyword, Adorable Podcast. We can't wait to come back next week. We got so much more content for you on the Adorable Boy Podcast.
We're back. Every day's a good day when our next guest comes to visit. All the way from Sesame Street, which is produced by the nonprofit educational organization Sesame Workshop. So please say hello to our friend, Elmo. Hi. Who are you talking to? What are you doing? Who are you talking to? I'm talking to you, Elm. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> How are you? Well, it's thank you for being here. Welcome oh, to the show. You. Oh, thank no, you, it's my Mr. pleasure. This fall, Nina brings the attitude back to daytime television. Is your brother gay? She's asking the question and getting the answers no one else gets. I believe in that old thing so the people shall know. So that's where I'm coming from. But is he gay? This daytime queen isn't afraid to tell anyone what she thinks. And I think that people are, again, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm happy that it's this way, but I feel that people are more comfortable with people who look like they look, who dress like they look, who listen to the same music, eat the same food, Boring. do the same thing they do. If you're looking for a daytime show that covers all the hot topics, Nina has you covered. Male sexual dysfunction. Murder. What does race really have to do with how we define ourselves as people? What are George and Wheezy doing now? Male sexual dysfunction. Join us this fall as Nina takes back daytime TV. Male sexual dysfunction.